0: who is the vice president of research and development at the Davy Tree Expert Company. And one of the things that uh, his company does is they do all things related to trees. And uh, with the expert scientists that they've got there, they are predicting which trees can withstand the changing climate. Good morning, Dr. Herms. Good morning. I'm glad we were able to connect cuz this is I I am a big gardener. I love trees. I'm a big fan of trees. So your company sends this great tree calendar every year that I look forward to at the end of the year to receiving with all pictures of brand new trees.
1: Well, yeah, it's a wonderful calendar and I've got one hanging right here in my <laughs> home office as well.
0: Now, you're a tree expert. So that is what you do trees 24/7 and research and development and now we're having climate change, and this show talks about all things climate change. How is it impacting our trees?
1: Well, the, the climate is, is getting warmer and precipitation is changing, and temperature and precipitation are the two most important factors that determine which trees can grow where. And so the climate is changing fast enough that a tree that's planted today is going to experience a different climate within its Lifetime, and so um, you know we've there we see that uh, forests are changing. So some species are moving north, some species are moving in from drier areas into wetter areas, um, and so you know we're seeing all kinds of changes. But uh, because of this, if we're going to plant trees, we need to think about planting for the future climate
0: what about preserving what we have? I think of the giant sequoia redwoods in California, which of course they've had all those fires and things and heat and lack of water. You know, those are, I don't know how, are they thousands or hundreds of years old and and what happens to those old forests like that?
1: Yeah. Well, the oldest um, redwood and sequoia forests are, uh, you know, more than a, you know, they're a couple thousand years old. So they've been there a long time and they're, climate is changing. The coastal redwoods are starting to experience stress because um, they're really dependent, heavily dependent on the fog that's so prevalent along the coast of the Pacific Northwest. And with the warmer weather, that fog is becoming uh, less dependent. And so it's, it's making the climate more stressful for the coastal redwoods. The sequoias are being uh, impacted by more severe fires than they've experienced Um, over the course of their long lifetime, and so these forests are are really at risk from climate change. And these old-growth forests are really important in terms of uh, sequestering and storing carbon. There's a lot of talk about planting forests and so forth, but really, uh, you know, you plant a tree now, it's going to take a long time before it is stored substantial amount of carbon. The the most important thing we can do is preserve those uh, old growth and mature forests in terms of carbon sequestration.
0: Are we going to have some of those plants, trees go extinct like we were talking about animals and things as their habitat changes, some of them just disappear? Will trees, that happen to some of them perhaps?
1: Uh, It's possible that some will go extinct. There are certain trees that have very restricted habitats, um, things like the Torrey Pine in Southern California. There's some species in Northern Florida that are glacial relics that really are not Southern species are becoming increasingly stressed. Most tree species have substantial enough distribution, a wide enough distribution that, you know, they'll find areas where they'll be able to persist. So, you know, I think we'll see local extinctions we're starting to see that um, maybe extirpation is a better word. For example, white paper birch along its southern distribution in the Great Lakes region is increasingly stressed, and so it's going to migrate north, and we'll see it, uh, you know, eliminated from areas that it used to inhabit. But the species itself uh, will not go extinct.
0: Will we be seeing more prairie then? You know, Minnesota, in southern Minnesota, where we are located, is primarily, it's always been prairie. And, of course, you go further north, and there's always been a lot of uh, evergreen-type trees and things like that, and, of course, deciduous forests. And it seems like some of those are, are dying out as well. Is that what's happening, sort of, we're going to see more prairie or just a different distribution of different types of trees? Or what What? what does it look like?
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's a really... Uh That's a really good question, and it really depends on uh, how things change at the local level. So, you know, some areas, like, for example, in Illinois, that have historically been prairie are starting to see more trees because they're getting more precipitation. Ah. So the historic tree line is actually moving to the west as precipitation increases. And areas, you know, that have historically had trees start receiving less and less precipitation um, yeah you could see transition to prairie i um, can't really com- I'm, I'm, I can't really comment i'm not familiar with the local uh, forecast for uh, change in precipitation in Minnesota. but if the precipitation declines, I think you could expect to see uh, prairie the distribution of prairie uh, spread and increase.
0: What can be done? I mean, obviously, people say, well, let's deal with climate change so we don't have to lose our trees. But at this point, it's a matter of somehow adapting to, I guess, to what is happening.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think there's no there's it's it's certain that the climate is going to continue to warm. The question is, you know, how much? And that will depend on the trajectory of greenhouse gas emissions. And right now they're continuing to, to increase. And as long as they do, you know, temperature is going to go up in concert. Uh, in turn, so that's going to put an increased emphasis on adaptation and resilience to the changing climate. And in our lived environments, in our cities and suburban areas, planting trees, you know, is an, an important component of that, because trees provide services that really help with resilience and adaptation to climate change. So they provide shade in the summer, which reduces heating costs, or I'm sorry, cooling costs, air conditioning. They absorb pollution. They reduce stormwater runoff, so high precipitation events um, and storm intensity has increased in Minnesota, trees can help with that. So there's a lot of a lot of ways trees can help with that adaptation and resilience.
0: Is there any certain variety of tree that is, you mentioned the paper birch earlier on, that is, is noticing especially a lot of, I don't know, loss or change because of climate changes or differences in our climates? Is there something that sticks out as like, this is really one that's not doing well?
1: Yeah, so there are species that are uh, have their southern limit of their distribution in the Great Lakes region, including Minnesota. So these kind of northern species, red pine, white pine, spruces, aspen, paper birch, these northern species that extend up into Canada are not going to do well in the future at their southern range of their distribution. And so you know, we recommend that people look at species that do well now, because if you're going to plant a tree, it has to do well now, but also does well farther south. And so, you know, for example, um, basswood is a a species in, that would fit that bill in Minnesota. Um, and then there's species that are, you know, native farther south, uh, river birch, although it does extend up into Minnesota along the Mississippi River, does really well in the south, but also in the north. That would be a good species, we know from experience. Bald cypress, another one. So, um, you know, choosing an appropriate species to plant for the future would be really important.
0: You mentioned basswood. Now, I typically think of basswood as a weak tree. It seems to me and maybe i'm wrong but you know if you get if we get significant winds and tornadoes and things like that 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 might, might not be a good choice because of that am i correct or or not in that
1: well it's it's not as weak as you know uh, some trees it's stronger than say red maple silver maple species like that there's you know not a lot of trees that are going to stand up to a tornado true um or severe storms and so i in my experience basswood isn't you know particularly um you know at least around here i don't i don't see it being particularly susceptible to breaking up it is you know it does have kind of a soft wood whittlers and carvers love it for that reason but i don't think it's in my opinion it's not particularly uh susceptible to storm damage relative to you know many other species.
0: I'm sure you see this all the time in your work dealing with trees that we've made some big mistakes in the past you know initially with the Dutch elm we got Dutch elm disease and we had boulevards and boulevards wiped out that happened here in our community and then they had the bright idea let's plant ash because and they planted all mm-hmm. boulevards of ash and now we're getting all of those here in our community cut down because of the emerald ash borer. I think finally it seems like cities are becoming a little smarter about planting more diversity in communities. Are you finding that's happening all over the country in terms of maybe decisions way back are not, weren't so good?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. So, you know, a number of communities have experienced the consequences of overplanting to a single species. And and many cities still are overplanted, you know, to things like, um, well, ash where emerald ash borer hasn't removed them yet. Red maple has been overplanted, honey locust has been overplanted in areas, uh, but there is a pretty, you know, now a wide understanding of the importance of diversity. So moving forward, I think it's gonna be less of a problem because I think the lesson has been learned.
0: I know I have talked with our city folks, and they do say that they know that maple is well overplanted here. So when they replace trees or put new ones and they try to avoid that because it's going to be another thing like, well, there's so many maples, if something comes to wipe them out, they know that we're going to have another situation like elm and ash. So is there anything what you would consider a super tree or superhero tree? I know in the the news released um, that you guys sent out, it said, be sure to check out the story to meet the superhero tree in your area so that you can consider planting one for the future. So in our area, what would you say? What is a super considered a superhero at this time?
1: Well, if you go to the comic book store, you see that there's a whole bunch of superheroes.
0: Right. And
1: everybody, <laughs> everybody has kind of their own power and their own weaknesses. Or Achilles heel. So the same is true with trees and so really my recommendation is to you know think about what role that you want that tree to serve. Why are you planting it? Where are you planting it? Think about how big of a tree that you need. Are there power lines nearby? Is the tree going to be irrigated? How much rain does it get? What is the soil type like? What's the soil pH? And, um, you know, try to select a tree that will tolerate the future climate, but also the uh, very local environment. And so, you know, I think almost any tree can be a superhero tree. There's, you know, certain species that you want to avoid. I think um, most cities that have a ordinance would prohibit planting silver maple, for example. But, um there's so many good trees out there.
0: I, I do know a lot of people want instant gratification, so that's why I think a lot of silver maple and things like poplar have been planted because they grow really quickly, but then they realize some of those die quickly or they break or they you know get disease and that sort of thing. So how do you caution people to maybe have more patience?
1: Yeah, well... There is a, uh, you know, very strong relationship between uh, trees that grow fast uh, and then that have a short life. Right. And so grow fast, die young. And so, you know, in the long run, you're better off planting trees that have a more moderate growth, but, you know, most trees can grow reasonably fast if they're given proper conditions, if they're planted correctly. Uh, if they're watered during, especially during the establishment phase, you know, even oak trees will can grow uh, easily two feet a year under right conditions. <clears throat> Good horticulture.
0: And as far as, um, do you think we're going to, you, you know, you're talking about the evergreens, because it seems like those seem to be more disappearing farther south. Are we going to see fewer and fewer evergreens for for whatever reason here in the south? southern parts? I mean, we're just southern Minnesota, but it just seems to me it's, right. we're losing them all over.
1: Yes, yeah, that that's true. So, you know, most of the conifers that are growing that are native in the Great Lakes region are more northern species, and they're going to be increasingly stressed. So things like white pine, red pine, spruce, fir, those species are going to be increasingly stressed as the climate changes. They're just uh, there's a reason why they don't grow in the south. You know, in Ohio, we don't have any native conifers, with uh, you know just a couple of exceptions. You have white pine that grows in the Appalachian foothills, where it's a little cooler in the eastern part of the state. But that and hemlock, but that's it. Mm. So, um, you know, these southern, these climates south of Minnesota, you just don't have evergreens that are native.
0: You mentioned natives. I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to talk about natives because we, as Master Gardeners, we always talk about the importance of planting natives because they're adapted for the area, the weather, the soil, et cetera. Is that going to change in terms of what natives are even going to be successful because of climate change? Will that be altered at all?
1: Well, it will. You know, so as the climate changes, the species that are adapted to a location uh, will find that they're no longer adapted that Mm. location so you know the native species will be migrating you know we mentioned the paper birch as an example Um, and new species will be migrating in so the the native species are adapted to the climate that they have experienced historically not necessarily to the future climate
0: So what should we do? You know, even you probably know that this, that the USDA changed the the zones. In effect, we went from a 4B to a 5A zone here in southern Minnesota where we are. But I tend to still Mm -hmm. think maybe I should be more cautious. And what do you advise people? Because there is this change in zone.
1: Right. So, yeah, you you do need to be cautious. The, The the Winters are warming, and I think we're seeing that right now, like today, in the last few days and weeks we've experienced that. This year was the warmest year ever recorded, the instrument record. Winters are warming, and climate, the uh, hardiness zone has changed. The hardiness zone map reflects kind of the rolling average, historical average of the last 30 years. But we still get those extreme days of cold and so you know you want to plant trees that will tolerate that but that will also tolerate the heat so mm-hmm. you know uh, Minnesota you said what has has changed to a 5a in areas parts,
0: parts of it of Minnesota, yes mm-hmm.
1: parts of uh, 5a yeah so, you know you, there are species for example that tolerate zone 4 to zone 7 so you know they will tolerate the cold weather but then they you know, they'll tolerate uh, the warmer summers as well. So, you know, I wouldn't start planting zone six, you know, like species sure. that are zone six to zone nine. Um, but, you know, you can still plant zone four trees to that will tolerate the extreme day that we get. Um, but that will also tolerate, you know, zone six or zone seven climate.
0: What is the best thing to tell people who want to plant trees? And a lot of times they work with a landscaper or something, and I've learned that landscapers don't necessarily know everything about plants either. I mean, I become a master gardener, learn the science behind it, and sometimes they do what's quick and what's easy and what looks good. So as a a person who wants to do right for the long term, what do you advise people to to do?
1: Well, I would say, you know, do a little bit of... uh your own research it's pretty easy to find good solid scientific information on trees and which trees to plant minnesota the Mm -hmm. university of minnesota cooperative extension service is a great resource start by calling your county extension specialist and uh, they will have expertise or can point you to non-biased expertise um and, you know just do an internet search for trees that will grow well in the future climate of Minnesota and you know look for resources that come from universities or the US Forest Service um, you know a lot of information from garden centers is good but not all of it is and so you know look for look you know at, at a, multiple sources and you know, I think you'll be able to come up with some some really solid recommendations.
0: I think of people who want to get cheap, cheap, cheap and go to f- big box stores. And that is not the place because a lot of times I'll see them selling things out of the zone and people think because it's being sold in our area, it must be okay. So I, I would, I'm glad yeah. you mentioned, you know, go to garden centers or places where they have people who are experts and know what they're doing because they are business people that want to stick around and, and so, I mean, like you, I know you do the, the tree service. I know you do a lot of Davy tree service. You do what? Plantings, you do prunings, you do all sorts of things.
1: We, yeah, we do a lot of tree preservation work. We do pruning. We do plant health care. We do, we do plant trees. It's, it's not one of the major aspects of our business, but we do plant trees. We... um You know, we do removals when we have to, then we we respond to storms, Mm -hmm. emergencies, we maintain uh, utility corridors, and then we have environmental consulting services. So we do wetland restoration, urban forest management, um, endangered species management, things like that. We have a very diverse portfolio.
0: We are talking with Dr. Dan Herms, who is the Vice President of Research and Development at the Davy Tree Expert Company. And we've been talking about how climate change is impacting our selection and the ability to grow certain things in our area. Is there any resource that you would go to? You mentioned the Extension Service and University Services. That that's an excellent. Any other place that you think is a good place to to maybe look? Or do you have any site that sort of explains things well?
1: Well, our company, Davy Tree, has a site, davy.com slash climate, that has uh, a lot of information, including fact sheets on um, that review the scientific literature on how climate change is going to impact the tree care industry. So I have some recommendations for trees that uh, will be good to plant in the future. And a um, in collaboration with the Arbor Day Foundation, we have an app on the website that pr- will project future changes in hardiness zone map so as you said the hardiness zones were just changed yes you can go to this app and put in a zip code and see how what the hardiness zone will be in 2050 and at the end of the century and that can help guide your selection for trees to plant
0: I'm glad you so mentioned
1: com slash climate
0: I'm glad you mentioned the Arbor Day Foundation I just received an a uh, And a survey from them in the mail saying, hey, do this survey and you can get these free trees, blah, blah, blah. And they're fast growing, um, like Norway spruce trees and let's see what else, PG uh, hydrangeas and other things. I know it was the year before, I can't remember which tree they recommended, but I sent them a note saying, hey, this is not recommended by the University of Minnesota because of disease problems, etc. So I'm hoping that when you work with them that you advise them to uh, make sure they recommend proper... Trees for certain areas.
1: Yeah, I'll be sure to mention that. There.
0: <laughs> Check it Executive out.
1: Executive <laughs> Director Dan Lamb is a good friend of mine. I'll 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 point that out.
0: Too. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, and happy tree planting.
1: Thank you, and you too. Thanks for having me on this morning. You
0: bet. Bye bye. Every day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union.